0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funkin' Strictly Munkin', uh, the only monk podcast where we will plow through every episode of Monk without spending a single minute funkin'. I am on your co host Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you?
1: What? You say something?
0: Uh, Andre, I told you, you can't be a sleeping podcaster.
1: Oh, that's a shame, because we're about to get into Mr. Monk and the Sleeping Suspect
0: i thank you so much for that segue i always appreciate the shenanigans you pull the beginning and ends of these episodes um but yes we're talking about mr monk of the sleeping suspects season two episode seven um definitely one that i had a lot of memories of from childhood andre what did you think about it
1: uh i thought it was i liked it a lot it was really good uh yeah i think this episode. i love, the, I, I, love I love the science behind it it's great the what behind it like the science or like the technique behind his whole thing
0: yeah it's i think it's just like it's 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 great it rules um yeah uh i think that um we'll talk about it obviously but it definitely is um it gets away with having a killer having the most obscene alibi of all time which is of course being in a coma and obviously you can't plan to be in a coma like that's kind of a given but they have their cake and eat it too because they make it that he was planning to have a good alibi, but he stumbled into having the best alibi.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, no. <laughs> I um, I can sympathize with the guy. There's, like, a scene later on. Uh, I mean, uh, there's a scene later on where Monk's talking to him, and he has, like, a really, a, a really good way of looking at it. Like, yeah, I wish I could be sleeping through what we're going through right now. Like,
0: yeah, that'd be pretty great if I could go into a coma today and then come out fine, like you know, X months from now, I don't even want to speculate, because I know if I say <laughs> any amount of months, that's going to be not long enough.
1: <laughs> um, I would say a couple of years.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd want to sleep through a couple of years, um, but, you know, who knows? Honestly, I don't even want to think okay. about it. But um, what do you want to think about is this episode, which, this one actually takes a little bit to get to the murder, but... Um, it, like it's actually not even like it. Usually, it's if cold open or the first scene after the cold open. But since starts with uh, Stallion Disher, you know, uh, putting the screws to some random street tough. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. that's just it's it feels so cheesy, like not real at all.
1: Yeah, you knew something was up. Like this is not what this whole episode is going to be about. So it's just a prelude to whatever the hell we're yeah. getting into.
0: And then this guy, who we later find out, uh, is named, um, what's his face? It's uh, uh, Brian um, Babbage. Babbage, yeah. Yes, like cabbage but with a B. Um, he starts put, uh, running his car, basically, against Stoudemire's car. Well, against Disher's maybe, because Disher gets in the front seat. But um, Yeah. And then he says, hey, cop, kiss my ass. <laughs> Yeah Which who hasn't Especially in the last few months Who hasn't had the urge Um, Yeah It really it, That definitely is one of those uh, This is PG t- television moments Because it's like There's no way he would say Just top kiss my ass If he was trying to get arrested
1: <laughs> Yeah true But this is also like Two episodes after Like some guy getting his head crushed by a That awesome. is true I mean I think that that's
0: obviously You know It doesn't take any sort of Uh you don't need to scour the internet to find people making the point of how absurd it is that a show that is listed as TVPG can show someone getting cr- their head crushed by an elephant but can't say shit. Like, that is definitely... America is messed up in that way. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, you're all right. Um, and so, I really like the scene because he drives away and Disher gets in the car and Disher is hype.
1: Yeah. He's ready. He's ready to just, like, get into... Because... What... He- what- He's never been in a car chase. Yeah, I mean, car chases seem, like, pretty fun, uh, mm-hmm. to be honest. But uh, I don't know if I'd want to be in a car chase in San Francisco. That seems like a really bad place to get into a car eh, chase. I mean, I feel case. like
0: Bullet, the movie, is super famous, and it's in San Francisco, and it's about uh, car, chase. it's car chases. So I guess it must—I mean, it's probably not fun, actually, to be in the car. But it is a good cinematic place to get into a car chase because you can, like—
1: um,
0: now, Bullet is of course a movie that I was assigned to watch in college that I didn't actually watch. Now, a movie that has a, a, a car chase in San Francisco that I have seen is Michael Bay's The Rock, and that's awesome because they fly down the streets.
1: <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, it would be it's awesome to see, but to have to do yeah. yourself, no, it would not be, be fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Dish doesn't end up getting to get into a car chase because this poor schmuck, Brian Babbage, gets t boned by a pickup truck. <laughs> And uh, he's nighty-night. He's out like a light. We later find out. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's definitely a very strange cold open. Like, what were you thinking just after that cold open?
1: Well, that's all you yeah, I, like, uh, I was just like, uh, okay, was like the driver driving the pickup truck, was he asleep? Or like, That's, that's immediately what I thought. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, I kind of thought this was, this was going to be the murder. Uh, yeah. But obviously, that it turns out no. to not be the case.
0: So then we cut to the uh, theme song, then Monk is in Dr. Kroger's office, um, and Monk is struggling. Re- reading? What?
1: He's reading a PS2 magazine, which...
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, It uh, he's trying to find a gift for Benji, because it's Benji's birthday coming up, and he wants to get him something special. Um, because apparently he got him pajamas the year before that he hated, and he gave him a disappointed look. That made him feel terrible. Uh, So, you know, Dr. Kroger's basically like, get him, you know, he loves you, so whatever you get him, he'll love. Which, like, I don't know if Dr. Kroger has children. I mean, okay, I do know he has children. He has children. But that's just a ridiculous thing to say. Like, that's just not true.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like how they keep, like, uh, they keep enforcing this whole uh, Benji and Monk relationship, right? Like, it's Mm -hmm. clearly a very important part of like, the latter part of the first season, and, like, now it's going on. So that's kind of a nice thing, I think. hmm
0: Yeah. And uh, at the end of the session, Dr. Kroger tells Monk— Well, he reminds him, like, because Monk's like, see you on Thursday, and Dr. Kroger's like, no, 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 I'm going to Costa Rica for three weeks. And Monk, of course, immediately thinks, okay, that means that I'm also going to Costa Rica. Um, Which, okay, like, he's all of a sudden ready to just hop on a
1: plane to Costa Rica? I See, the thing is,
0: I, I think the—I think— he hasn't considered that part because the idea of going without Dr. Kroger trumps the fear of just getting on a plane going to Costa Rica. Like, it's just like he can't... It, it's, it's easier for him to get over that fear than it is to not be with Dr. Kroger. But Dr. Kroger, unlike Shrona, who took Monk on her vacation, is like, no, you're not coming with me. You're. I can set you up with someone else for three weeks or, you know, you, you could be fine. And then we also learn that Dr. Kroger had mentioned it at the end of every session that month and Monka just blocked it out. Yeah, um, which I think is funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a habit with him, but it's it's stuff we see like basically every week. He just uh, sidesteps every, everybody else's problems or going on. He
0: he has a very um, like his mind just fully. If there's an idea he doesn't like or can't accept, his mind fully rejects it. Like it is just it is so the idea of Doctor Who not being there is so heinous to his mind. That he is like no, that's not I, that doesn't exist. What are you talking about? That's p- preposterous. Yeah. So then we cut to a mailman, um, delivering a package to a very nice house. Really nice. Um, yes. Uh, and a woman who you find out what's her name because she's not in the episode that much. Amanda. Probably, but she dies. Amanda Babbage. Amanda Babbage. She gets it and she's on the phone talking to someone and she takes it inside. And she ends up opening it and it explodes. Now, I think there's really there's something fun about the scene in that. I think the first effect where they show like the x-ray when when the when the uh USPS guy first puts down yeah, the package. Yeah. There's like an x-ray effect where you see it's a bomb in there. That I think is awesome. Yeah. The explosion effect though is like I made it with uh M- motion like you know what's it called it's like after effects but with uh final cut i don't know why i use that as the example it's just i didn't use after effects when i was editing stuff yeah. But anyway it's like i used after effects for 20 minutes to add an explosion like i actually don't know how it's that bad
1: yeah no it's bad there and it's bad later on because uh, there's more than one bomb baby yeah i i guess
0: the thing is for me i'm just wondering like how i understand that the budget wasn't that high but Having added explosions to videos before, it really does look like they just took a basic explosion effect, put it in the center of the screen, and then stretched it out so it fit the whole screen. By the time up. <laughs> like, that's really what it looks like.
1: Yeah, I hope by the time anyway. I hope by the time they get to like burn notice that like this this shit's more on on point. I mean burn notice. Yeah, I
0: think burn notice probably had a higher production value, and it has a lot more explosions, so that was probably more of a. Um, The focus, and I don't think that Jeffrey Donovan is demanding the big bucks like Tony Shalhoub. I'm kidding. I don't know if Tony Shalhoub was demanding big bucks. In fact, I don't think he was. But just needed to throw some shade at Jeffrey Donovan. Um, He's got two first names. Anyway, um, so this blows up, and then uh, Monk shows up at the scene, and uh, there's this. This episode is one of my favorite tropes in any cop show. I love the episode. Of a, a, episodes because this happens multiple times in every cop show where there's a thing about a federal agency coming in and there's a thing about jurisdiction oh yeah like, that they have yeah to f-
1: a dick measuring contest. i love it yeah i i knew it and it's like the funniest thing it's like it's never it's always like the fbi or like the cia but like <sighs> the atf all right man like relax the ATF,
0: yeah it's like like it's really not good when like the atf The things that, like, the only two things I know about the ATF are that it stands for Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, and that they were the ones who fucked up Waco. Like, that's it. Like, that's really not good for them. Like, at least, like, the DEA, I could, you know, talk about Breaking Bad. So yeah, the the ATF just, they got bad, uh, they just got bad PR. Um, and the guy, uh, like, the main ATF guy that we meet in the episode is not helping them, because he is an absolute dick.
1: Yeah, bad actor on top of that.
0: He's a. I, the thing is, I've seen he's in like a bunch of shit on TV. His name is Josh Stamberg. I've used go through his IMDb. He's been on like every procedural television show ever, mm-hmm. um, and he's normally not bad. But yeah, I think he was like he was dialing on too thick. Yeah, like I think that we didn't need him to be so
1: abrasive. Like
0: I, I don't know. I, yeah, I- exactly. Like it, it didn't really work that well, especially because he's acting with Ted Levine for most of it, and like Ted Levine is like, dude, you're a tv actor and i have the i mean you're a guest star on a tv show i have the and on this show and i was in silence of the lambs and robbed of an oscar nomination thank you very much so yep you know and uh anyway um they go inside uh, the crime scene which definitely it does not look blown up enough that was also another thing they did not have the money to do a production to actually (laughs) make a house look blown up
1: right but i was glad that the cat made it out because that oh thank god Yeah, yeah very worried
0: yeah I hate to tell you this. I am not definitely not a cat person. I don't know if I ever mentioned that. I know you love cats, um, so it never would come up. But I just FYI, I'm uh, I didn't grow up with cats. My mom is very allergic, so kind of never been a cat person. Fair um, enough. I'm it's very okay. sorry. It's okay. But uh, you know, Luna is uh, she's a good girl. Yeah. So that's what's important. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, the thing is, it's I think that there's very much a thing where people like want to pit cat people and dog people against each other, where it's like. I just don't know who... How could you have hate in your heart again for either? I just don't. That just is bizarre to me.
1: I have both. Um, I have both. I'm a, I am don't have any preference, so... Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be frank, if I had to rank the... I, dog's number one still for me, but like, if I'm being honest, bears are right up there. Like, There's nothing in the world. I just want to pet bear really badly, um, but that's my own thing. Um, I've been looking at r slash bears and then bears doing human things. Last night, I went on a deep dive, Um. Unbelievable stuff, guys. Just whenever a bear is doing something that a human would do, holy shit. Okay. Um, How much karma? Anyway, do you have? I had to get this. Uh, comment karma or because I don't use, don't do link karma, but comment karma I have over 175,000, I think. Wow. Um, that's impressive. I'm I well because I spent a lot of time because there's this is a secret guys. There's actually a secret Reddit, uh, subreddit for people over 100,000 karma either comment or link called the Sentry Club. And I heard about that when I was very early on in Reddit, it's like, I gotta get into the Century Club. It's an exclusive club. Uh, It's so exclusive, I've never
1: fucking heard of it.
0: Exactly. And so I got into that, and then I kind of stopped commenting on Reddit for, like, four years. But then since quarantine started, like, actually, like, two weeks ago, I'm like, you know what? I I want to see how much comment karma I could have by the end of quarantine. And so, like, I've been commenting, like, ten times a day at least on Reddit, just with, like, not stuff that's, like, really basic but just like okay this is good at numbers <laughs> and it's it's really not good it's not healthy but it is uh i've been very successful um I, as i've aged i've gotten very good at determining what people on the internet will agree to but anyway um <sighs> so they, they 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 have all of the evidence of the bomb and i don't know how bombs work so I, i'm not i want to say that it's implausible that all the evidence from like the the wrapping that the package came in would still be, like, surviving. Like, would still survive because they can see, like, the return address and yada, yada, yada. I actually don't know. I don't know how bombs work, so I don't want to... Yeah,
1: you know, no, I'm, I'm more... I'm with you. Like, I, I, I didn't think that there would be that much to go off of at all.
0: Yeah. I, I think it actually... I think it really depends, too, on, like, what type of bomb. Because I know a lot of bombs are more, like, shrapnel-based. So, in that case, it, they probably would survive. Uh. But I don't know. Like, there's a lot of fire... It, uh, but the problem is, of course, because they just use a basic fire effect for the bomb. You'd think that it would all burn up, but I'm not going to question that. I don't know bombs. I don't want to know bombs. I would Google it, but you know, yeah, no. I I don't want t- 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 don't want the ATF coming to my door,
1: um, especially not this guy. But no, so, absolutely not. so so yeah, like what are the other clues besides like uh, kind of like a bomb ad- or like an address? So the, not. the yeah, knot. The not. Yeah, the knot. Yeah. Uh, it's a very unique knot. I mean, it didn't look like that unique to me. Um,
0: I think that you, there's a bit where you, when you see it on the shoe, you can get a good clear look at it, and it looks like it's like basically three circles together in a way. It, I don't know if I mean, it's definitely it's. I don't think it's like a the. It, I think it's a bit far fetched for Monk to say that it's the only time he's ever seen that knot. But it is unique enough where like, if there if you if the murder victim's brother tied his shoes with a knot the same way as that you'd be like oh wow that's pretty similar um so all right but also my favorite clue because i think that this is such an an awesome clue for a mystery because it tells you a lot but at the same time doesn't tell you anything at all which is that the bomb was sent to her old address that she moved away from two months ago
1: right yes true that's very because true. like I
0: said, it tells you a lie it tells you that the murderer doesn't know where she currently lives but that it doesn't really tell you anything
1: but it tells you that at some point they did know where she lived
0: Ex- yeah, exactly so like it can rule out people like like the other brother who was apparently just there two weeks earlier but like it's not like you can look up a database of people who don't know where she currently lives right right um, so it just I think it's the perfect amount of information um, uh and also, it's, just, it's kind of funny because it's like, wow, this person wanted to kill this woman so badly, but he doesn't know where she lives. Um, so, great stuff.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So then, like, right after that, we meet the brother. Because apparently she has two brothers. Um, mm-hmm. And we find we, – we meet – ah, sorry. We meet one who is uh, that one dude from Final Destination, the first one, uh, Devin Sawa's friend. Have you seen Final Destination? Oh, hey, I lost,
0: right. lost your audio. Lo- okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Take it from, and uh, we meet the other brother.
1: Oh yeah. So we meet the other brother, and it's played by the guy from uh, Final Destination One. Uh, Devin Sawa was like best. I haven't room.
0: seen. F- I haven't seen Final Destination One. I've only seen uh, bits and pieces of three, um, on cable. I don't, you know, feel like uh, I need to go back. I don't think I'm missing that much. Continue.
1: It's a pretty good movie. Um, it, don't watch it before you take a flight. That's all I can say.
0: I mean, I'm not going to be taking a flight anytime soon, so.
1: True. Well, anyways, so yeah, his name is Ricky, Ricky Babbage. And, I mean, should we just say it now? The other brother is the guy who's in the coma.
0: In the beginning, yeah. Yeah,
1: Brian Babbage. And
0: the ATF stooge immediately thinks it's Ricky Because, well, because Ricky's a dick. Like, Ricky's just, like, a bad guy. Um, He's unlikable. He's a trust... He's just, like, the worst guy. Yeah. So I really don't blame anyone for thinking that he's a murderer. Mm -hmm. But Monk is, like, nah, it's not him. Because, for two reasons. One, because, like I mentioned, he was at Amanda's house two weeks earlier. And um, he would have known her address. And two, there's a knot that that Ricky's surfboard is tied to the top of his Jeep with. And... Well, not Jeep. It's, like, some... It's not It's whatever Uh, And it is super messy And honestly It looks like a knot That I would try to tie Yeah Because uh, I was Whatever the opposite Of a boy scout is Is what I was
1: Same I still I still uh, Tie my shoelaces uh, With bunny ears
0: I shit you not Andre I've never met another adult Who also does that I do too Uh!
1: (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, I know. I do. And, like, people make yeah. fun of me when they catch me doing it. I'm just like, dude, I don't know. Yeah, I'm really bad I, with not. You know, the
0: thing is? thing is, people don't catch me doing it because I make sure that I, like, am ne- I never tie my shoes before someone can see me.
1: <laughs> you motherfucker.
0: <laughs> what? I, I, I'm not – I mean, I was, th- this is a statement that won't make a lot of sense unless you know me, but I'm not ashamed of being ashamed of myself. Uh, no. I, I'm just – I am embarrassed about almost everything I do, and I'm not ashamed about it. That sounds um, like a monkism. So it, it, it honestly, it does. And I think that that's why I like the show so much, because it's like, I get it. Okay. Like, I, you know. But, uh, um, so they end up taking Ricky in for questioning. Um, because, you know, he should be the, pr- in, in, in a normal situation, he should be the prime suspect. Um, and uh, Wait, no,
1: this is, no, they go to the oh, hospital sorry. first.
0: Oh, oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Sorry, I skipped a scene because I, I I would have thought by now that I know how to read my own notes, but no. So they go to the hospital because Monk wants to check in on uh, Brian, the other brother. Yeah, because he, ba- he
1: he eliminates freaking Ricky right then and there essentially. So he's like, well, I want to see what what the other brother has got to say about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is nothing. Yeah. So. So yeah, he's he's in a coma, um, and uh, there's a. A visual gag that is just i think is just great i know i've talked before about how monk doesn't sometimes the comedy is what doesn't work about the show but oh when yeah he drops that what did you think would he, when he drops the pen is
1: yeah. <laughs> it was like I, you know it actually made me laugh um it's just the way yeah so basically it looks like he's jacking the guy off while he's in a coma yeah. it, and the yeah. reason why it made
0: me laugh is because the implication of what the nurse thinks is going on there is that this grown man in a suit is randomly jerking off a man in a coma as two police officers and a woman
1: stand around and watch. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't even think about that until right now. Like, yeah, what kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know what was going through her head. I mean, it is what it looks like. And what is it? Like, it's leaking. Yeah, yeah, he says it's leaking. I'm just, I lost it then. And then yeah, So man, yeah I, So yeah That's pretty much it Like it's nothing else That happens they don't, they, I mean they just Confirm visually yeah. That he's in a Well
0: Monk Well doesn't Monk Is that Is that before Is that that time That he finds the shoes Or is that No later? it's the next time Yeah that's what I thought um, So yeah But Monk is like He's the guy um, yeah, Because you know He's the guy You know Monk just knows uh, That he's the guy And This happens a lot And I think it's always good I always love amongst like he's the guy, and you know either the captain or Sharona or eventually Natalie is like, what? He couldn't do that. He was you know, uh, he was microscopic and um, floating in a bowl of Cheerios when the murder happened, and he's like, no, I don't know how he did it, but he's the guy. Yeah. Um, but offers but offers point of reference was Honey I Shrunk the Kids, but yeah,
1: but offers nothing to prove it. It's just like, no all right, man,
0: nothing. I mean, yeah. Uh, and so now Ricky is getting interrogated, and he says, he truly puts on a tour de force of being a shithead in a scene where he talks about how he tried to work once and he hated it. Yeah. Um, which, like, jeez, man. Oof. I... Did they ever say what his parents did? No. Um, which is, I I don't mind so much. Um, it's just, you know, the rich, uh... You know, um, I was gonna say that. I think it. I think this guy, this actor, is playing it up a little too much, too. I think him and the ATF guy are really like, we're gonna make you dislike these characters, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, you one guy is the ATF guy who's trying to take jurisdiction over from the character we like, and the other one's like a rich trust fund trust fund guy. You don't need to work that hard in order to make you hate these people. <laughs> like, it's not. Uh, you don't need to go. Uh, you don't need to press the dial down that much.
1: I wonder, like, what happens? Like, how many of these bombs? I guess basically, when does someone else step in for the ATF? Because I feel like after the second one, there would have been like some. No, I don't think they would, because who would? Because it's not federal.
0: Um, Well, if someone is sending bombs, yeah, and through the mail. I don't. Um, I guess you're right. That is, but I think that that is still the ATF, because the ATF is the arm that investigates ban substances like that in a in a contraband substance would be a bomb i don't actually th- i mean the FBI, fbi might eventually but i actually think that it is still the atf's jurisdiction right. um but also the atf once again no one no one knows what the atf does like think about it like really like what i have no clue because because thing is the a- the atf is supposed to be alcohol tobacco and firearms and those you are all legal things about the firearms you yeah. only ever hear about the firearms though it's only weapons so like that outlet- like you think that the atf is busting college kids drinking no you think it's busting high school kids smoking behind the school no it's just firearms and even then a bomb is a firearm now so,
1: any a- any atf you, members yeah. like that want to like let us know fill us in at us i'm um, so we well, see andre we're so in sync i was literally just going to, to that exact joke <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'm if, not joking
0: and if, if anyone who's yeah I, well, of course yeah yeah every time i've ever said that i'm joking but also not joking Um, but anyone who is, like, a devoted listener to the podcast, by the, whenever we finish this up, all 125 episodes, please give me a list of all the different types of people we've asked to reach out to us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because it's gonna be, like, (laughs) it's just every demographic, it's gonna be, like, uh, you know, uh, Peruvian contortionists, please reach out, like, that's what we're gonna be getting to. But anyway, um, so, uh, the ATF JAG, uh, kicks Steinmeier out of the interrogation because he's an a-hole. Um. And Stahlmeier basically is like Monk, what what do you got? And Monk tells him something that he doesn't want to hear.
1: Yeah, he just he he confirms like that he just thinks it's Brian. It had to be him. That there's no mm-hmm. other way. Well, I mean, well, it, to, to play it left good, yeah, of course it was Brian. He had an accomplice, right? Well, no, he thinks he didn't have an accomplice, right? No, I'm I'm okay I'm
0: playing Stahlmeier, so you can give me the ah, because okay. you know, it's he couldn't have an accomplice because. Why would he go through with it um, even after uh, B- well, Brian was put in a coma? Because there would be no reward because, you know, if he's in a coma, he can't collect the money he would get.
1: Dude, honestly, I didn't think he was actually in a coma.
0: See, that's the thing I, that's the thing I like about this episode is that uh, there's one bit about this arc that I don't like. But um, I do like that he actually is in a coma because it would be very easy for it to be like that he's, you know, somehow faking it. Like, that he took some type of substance to put himself in a coma, which—or, um, like, to make himself appear dead, which I still have not forgiven the first Sherlock Holmes movie for pulling on me. Um, mm-hmm. Just, if writers out there, don't do that. Whatever you—like, Romeo and Juliet was the only thing that ever needed to do that. Don't make your character take something that makes them appear dead or in a coma. Just stop it. Um, so the ATF guy comes out and asks Meyer you know, hey, you want to co-sign my opinion that uh, Ricky did it? And good on Leland He looks like an idiot But he, he sticks with his guy Monk And he says
1: no I think it was Brian Yep I, I mean he's It's the least he can do after all the times he's saved his ass That is true um,
0: And then we cut to uh, A scene that I like a lot Which is Benji's birthday party um, And uh, <laughs> What game
1: is Monk playing? Of course, he's playing, uh, he's, 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 he's he's pulling out all of his party tricks, uh, mostly just guessing everybody's presence. No, 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 I'm talking about before that. When Shorna finds him in the kitchen, he's playing a game Oh, called, are yeah. they gone yet? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. I, d- I remember that now. But yeah. yes. But yes,
0: he is doing a party trick. Continue to talk about the party trick he's doing.
1: Yeah, so he's just like shaking up all the boxes, and uh, so he guesses that one of them is a, a jigsaw puzzle and by the weight of it i guess he he figures out that it's 700 piece puzzle um Mm -hmm. do they go through another gift or is that no i think it's no the next one is just
0: is monk's gift for him and what does monk get him
1: he gets him a rock polishing set or kit or whatever yeah
0: it's a kit yes um
1: come on where do you even
0: buy that I don't know, but um, I am happy to report that this is something that comes back up again. Monk was, it is canon that Monk was a big rock polisher as a child, um, which I do think is a very funny thing, but sometimes Monk just can't help himself. Like, he can't, like, he can't just, he can't admit that he's not normal and, like, take himself out of the equation. So, like, he's trying to do his best, but he can't just be like, okay, whatever I would like is obviously not what I should get for Benji, because I'm a weirdo. No offense, Monk. Um, but It just, the rock polishing kit just Hits, like there's just It, it sinks like a lead balloon um, Yeah,
1: no, it really immediately sucks All the fun out of the party I'm just, like, I felt so bad
0: And Monk, he sees the look again too From Benji, the disappointment
1: Yeah, which, come on Monk, be better
0: Yeah It is It is really sad when Monk says, let's do it right now Let's. There's some good rocks out there Cause Monk is so excited, cause he's like I'm getting to polish rocks And uh, no one wants to polish rocks. Like, I had a lot of weird hobbies as a kid, and even I wouldn't want to polish rocks.
1: Okay, can we just, like, stop talking about polishing rocks? I'm already falling asleep here. I'm going to be like Brian Babbage.
0: Yeah, you're going to be like the the sleeping suspect over there. Um, So. Oh, but somebody. there's a a special
1: guest. Who is it? Uh huh.
0: Your boy. It is Sharona's ex husband, Trevor. Who is whoever cast this? Bravo! Because you want to talk about a guy who just reads Deadbeat Dad the moment you see him. Oh yeah! Holy hell!
1: Where have we and seen like,
0: him? And like he just—I don't know. I don't. He doesn't look familiar to me. I feel honestly. like he was
1: in The Departed.
0: Let's, let's see if he was in The Departed. I want to say I can't say The Departed without yeah, saying did. it like Matt Damon's character does when he says the titular line of the movie. Um, yeah. That's uh, so and, uh... See, this is great podcasting where we look this up. I'm not going to cut it out because uh, I don't feel like it. Um, his name is Frank John Hughes. Um, he was in Cash Me If You Can, which oh. I don't remember recognize the character he played, but that's where I would have seen him if anything. Sopranos. That's a super. Oh, I was in Sopranos. He was in 24 for a bit. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, that's so it. Yeah.
0: Um, so uh, great scumbag. Um, and he shows up And he's like You know Sharona's immediately Back sweet on him Because I mean It's the way it is You know uh, It's I don't know I actually don't even know If it's the way it is It's the way it is on TV though Like
1: <laughs> Yeah of course Yeah But like Sharona Always just like With questionable taste in men My lord mm-hmm. Poor lady Yeah you
0: get it Where it's like oh, uh, Like if they hadn't set it up In the season and a half Beforehand Of Sharona having terrible boyfriends And be like Oh really She was with this guy It's like No 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 Like this Trevor is completely in line it with totally the normal date.
1: Totally tracks.
0: God, he is just real truly a scumbag. Um And yeah, I, I just I love it. it. It's it's I I, I love how there's not even a second where you question whether or not he's actually turned it around. You're like, when is the shoe gonna drop? This guy's definitely still not a good guy. Um But uh So then we cut to well, because obviously we see Monk from the side, and he's, you know, talking as if he's talking to Dr. Kroger's like, oh, he found a new therapist. And you could say he did.
1: And who is his new therapist? Uh, his new therapist is our boy Brian Babbage, the best mm-hmm. therapist money cannot pay for.
0: Yep. Um, I don't know how Monk got let back in. Um, the nurse is not doing that great of a job. By the way, shouts to Catherine Justin who played her, who was on the West Wing for a while. Rest in peace. Um kind of strange that she this, this was this episode was right after she was on the west wing as like a pretty significant recurring character and i don't know how she why she was cast in sling where she only has like two lines but whatever um but during this therapy session that monk has he finds another clue that i re- referenced earlier brian's shoes which uh are still tied which is weird i don't know if, i don't know if you if you get like taken to the actually they probably would just rip them off they wouldn't untie them okay um but yeah he finds that they're, they're tied and they're tied just like the bombs
1: so that just further confirms it that's our guy he's got to be the one that did this
0: Uh uh-huh so we then cut to Monk and Sharona walking up to Brian's house um and uh his maid well first and foremost Monk is you know Sharona's like why aren't you happy for me he's really torn his life around and it's like okay like you know when have we heard that before Whenever a character in a TV show is talking about a character having turned their life around, they've never turned their life around. It's never happened once.
1: Yeah, no, the second that he says in the episode, like, uh, I'm never going to mess up on you guys again. I'm like, okay, he's not making it past this episode 100%.
0: No, absolutely not. Um, so they go in, and it, uh, Brian's maid answers the door, and it's very clear that she's been living it up since uh he's been in a coma because she first is like oh my god he didn't wake up did he because she's been like using the house as a party house which good for her you know what i mean like you gotta make lemons at, eliminate out of lemons um so she's living her best life in the midst of a hot girl summer you know how it is so they go in and they're you know looking around and uh first they find uh a magazine that's open and It's an article about the best and worst lawyers in San Francisco. And Brian chose a lawyer. He circled a lawyer, which isn't strange. He's in a legal battle, but of course he's looking for a lawyer. But what lawyer did he circle his number? Uh, You don't have to remember his name. I don't
1: don't remember his name, but he was apparently a really horrible lawyer.
0: He was was rated one of the worst lawyers in San Francisco and had been his license suspended twice. So, um...
1: Yeah, no. And so, like, why the hell... it's obvious that this family has money so why the hell would he like um you know hire a shit lawyer
0: and then we see one of my favorite visuals in monk just because it is truly it's another one of those clues where it's like it definitely is a clue but what it tells you is you can't tell which is the ketchup room where there is a room yeah there are many bottles of ketchup sticking to the ceiling and a couple broken on the ground Ju- I think just, like, whoever thought of that is a
1: fucking genius. No, like, f- for awesome, sure. An awesome visual. Yeah, I was just like, oh, my God. I-, I thought there was, like, some serial killer shit going on at this point because I'm like, who the hell – what is the point of this? But it's fucking genius, like you said. It's great. Like, it- it's the perfect type of clue because it doesn't
0: make sense until you have the other pieces. Like, on its own, it tells you nothing about what's going on. But as a clue with other information you find out later, it's, it's like, oh, of course. And I don't know. I just love the, the shot of – and whoever directed it to was a great move. Just the shot where you see it from the top of the room and you see Monk enter and you see it like and the catch up in the foreground. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's just absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then so like an idiot, uh, Brian's um, made – opens a package. Well, he's opening his mail. And there's a package that is very clearly a bomb, Um, and Monk grabs it, and he throws it into a very conveniently placed bathroom. Um,
1: And it blows uh, up.
0: It blows up, yes.
1: Um, Another horrible effect, but okay. Yeah. That's
0: fine. Also, great on Monk for getting into the toilet. That probably helped cushion the blow a little bit. For sure. Um, Yeah, he's a hero. Have you ever seen videos of people uh, throwing—I've seen a couple of these—putting firecrackers into the toilet?
1: Uh, yeah, I just, it, I, it never appealed to me. That's I'm not that destructive. See, the
0: thing is, I'm not that destructive either. I'm not a pyromaniac. The thing I like about it is that there's b- basically no like light explosion. It's just that the water waves amplify the pressure from it so much that basically there's no light explosion. The toilet just splits in half. So it's, it's completely anticlimactic. It's just like... And then what the it just like. <laughs> and it makes me laugh every time because it's not what the person expected. They thought it would be like a big shining pulse Like, no, there's no light at all. Just a toilet that's cracked in half. Um, anyway, I kind of want to see this uh,
1: now.
0: Yeah, it's. Well, I'll keep talking. You know, I have no problem talking. So you can look it up while I do so.
1: Um, no, no, I'm not going to. I'll watch it later. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, but Monk, he gets blown back, and then uh, the police are there, and Monk is basically deaf. Which is great. Um, it's always nice when you take another one of his faculties away from him.
1: Yeah, um, this is like the second time he's gone through like some weird shit like this, right? Where he's like yelling. Yeah,
0: and not not the last. Uh, not of the last. not. Um, no. There's a whole. Well, I'll say this. There's a whole episode where he uh, loses some type of faculty, and it's pretty good. Um, so he's yelling about how he still thinks it's Brian, and Stahlman once again doesn't want to hear that because why on earth would brian mail a bomb to himself um which i think is like a pretty easy explanation because it's like if you are someone who has two siblings that you're trying to get money from if
1: both of them happen to get mail bombs and you don't like that's really obvious like you actually
0: you have to send yourself a mail bomb
1: yeah if nothing else what we learned from this episode is this guy is a genius so he thought it all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, let me just say, his house was
0: definitely big enough. Greed is bad. He didn't need uh, his uh, siblings' money. That's ridiculous. Come on,
1: okay. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. If we had a f- bigger estate, taxes wouldn't be a problem. Um, don't sound off in the comments below. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so. Let's just talk about the howdy doody thing. Meyer says to Monk that he wants that he wants Monk to give any other suspect other than Brian, even if it's Howdy Doody, and Monk says, "Why do you think that Howdy Doody did it?"
1: Yeah, like, okay, who the hell is Howdy Doody?
0: Oh, uh, how am I the younger one on this podcast? Howdy Doody was a puppet cowboy in like the fifties and like in sixties on daytime television. He was a kid show. Okay. Um, and I just love where uh, Monk's like, "I think Howdy Doody was a puppet," and then when the ATF guy comes in and like they cut it when he's like looking over at Monk, the one thing he's going him say is like, "Yeah, I think Howdy Doody was a puppet."
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I you have you like that scene more than I did. I was just like, "Get it over with already."
0: I, you know, the thing is, I think that it, it, no small part of it is I think that. Monk shouting howdy doody is funny Like I think that that on it's face is just a funny thing that happens Um but yeah It uh Great stuff um and Samar sticks by Monk Again and says like you know we think that It's uh Brian And um the ATF guy says something Along the lines of like you had a nice career Which is like dude like shut the fuck up Um yeah like I just cannot Be in a, that big of a dick Um yeah he's,
1: uh it's honestly off Putting how annoying he is
0: Yeah Um, and then, uh, we cut to a scene where this is just, like, great Deadbeat Dad acting. (laughs) He's trying to play, I mean, Trevor's playing a a PlayStation 2 game with, uh, Benji. And, uh, you know, he's talking about their memories. And, of course, Benji barely remembers it in the early memories when Benji was, like, four. Um, so that's, you know, he's a real, that's, like, real Deadbeat shit. Like, Benji's 11. Oof. Yeah. Um, so, uh... And then he gives him a hundred dollars. Um, That's nice. W- it's a nice thing to do. He says like back allowance. Yeah. Which, you know, fair. Um, but he uh, he's he's clearly just trying to buy, buy him off. It's a little less on the nose than if you just buy him like ice cream. But you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, then like it's really weird that Benji asks him like, oh, or like mentions like, oh, mom said that you you never send any checks. It's like, did Sharona put him up to asking? Or, like, was that just something he was thinking about? No, I don't think
0: so. I mean, I don't think she was just thinking about it. I think that, um, I mean, I can't speak to this because I don't have, my parents are not divorced, but am I wrong in saying that is a common thing that, not in all divorce situations possibly, but where the one parent will, you know, openly talk shit about the other parent in front of the child? Is that not a thing that happens?
1: I'm pretty sure it is, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, okay. so yeah, I Solve think that's it. one of those like, yeah, I think it's like the, like when, cause you know, Shorna just says, she, she shares too much information with everyone that she's stressed about something like the car is broken down in reverence and, like, and your father doesn't send us the checks anymore. You know? Yeah.
1: Um, she's definitely said it since on, since on episodes actually, previously. Yeah,
0: Benji makes a comment out in the video game. Uh, Trevor has three lives, which you know, he's, you just know that this asshole's is going to use it on Shorna. He's going to talk about how he has to be like, uh, ugh um and uh
1: he goes wait, to talk, she wait, t- goes can I can to talk I say can I, can I can I say something real quick go 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 um mm-hmm. I just okay obviously you know I'm having a great time covering the show and uh and mm-hmm. covering these characters and stuff uh I just like I f- just wish that they would write their side characters a little less stocky is that too much to yeah, ask I agree it's okay. it,
0: it isn't too much to ask I think that it's when it's I think when it is done for humorous effect or like when it's done in a good way like for example I think that in the last episode I think the prop master in that one is a great stock character who is so yes archetypal but it's like funny but like this just is like you have to give some you have to make the audience believe for one second that it's not gonna end with Sharona finding out something and then not going with him like that you know what I mean like you have to but anyway you learn basically you know that uh, Trevor's got a job in a restaurant um which just feels like another like classic like I oh, know I got a job now it's in a restaurant any other qu- follow up questions don't ask him. yeah um, but he's got twenty
1: and, he's got a hundred bucks to just shell out to this kid I mean to his kid granted but yeah. like I don't know
0: yeah yeah and he's basically like you know uh, I would like it if when I came home from the restaurant every day uh, you and Benji will be there for me waiting for me and Trona says and I love this exchange move back to New Jersey, and all Trevor responds with this, it's the Golden State. <laughs> oh,
1: God. You know, I, <laughs> don't, just I, I don't get why New Jersey gets such a bad rap. I think it's nice.
0: Oh, I mean, have, I, having lived in New Jersey for two years, albeit i lived in Jersey City, which is like barely New Jersey. Um, Jersey's nice. Uh, I, there's no problems with New Jersey. Um, I think that it's... Uh, but I, I just do love the fact that it's like, I guess thing is you know i relate to it because i have a habit of if someone asks me what like a product or anything you'll get it i need to set it up but like if you ask me what a product is like a food or something there's a big chance that if i feel like it i'll just respond to you with what the slogan is (laughs) and as it act as if that's the information like the one that got i think maybe i enjoyed the most doing was i remember my freshman year um when i was in college at an unnamed university in new york city um i got (laughs) free tickets to go see uh the nightly show with larry wilmore and i remember i was texting my mom about it and she said what is the nightly show and i could have explained what it was i was gonna ask but i'm like no oh you remember it it was well what i'll tell you what i I told her which is it's the daily show but with extra nightliness (laughs) which was the slogan (laughs) which gives you no information whatsoever um it gets like if you ask me what are M Ms, it would be like they melt in your mouth, and not in your hands. So I think I relate to Trevor in like, you want me to move back to New Jersey rather than give a substantive explanation of why she should. Just it's the Garden State. <laughs> I see a lot of him in you. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, that hurts. You know, you've been, I've been compared to Monk and compared myself to Monk about a hundred times in this podcast thus far, but that's the only time it's hurt. Um, ah. What sorry? No, sorry. I, uh, anyway. um... Then, uh, we cut to Monk's back in the hospital with, uh, Brian. His new therapist. He, his new therapist. And, um, he, he looks, he's looking at his watch, and there's some glue on it, yada, yada, yada. But he ends up knocking over a potted plant and getting dirt all over. And, um, Monk responds very reasonably after that, does he not?
1: Um... Remind me, like what?
0: I'm being sarcastic. I don't know if it comes through Zoom. Okay. uh...
1: Yeah. No. 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 He. So he like starts cleaning him off, right? No, he starts vacuuming. And then,
0: yes. Oh. But what does he do? He's vacuuming. He's vacuuming. What mistake does he make when he's vacuuming?
1: He fucking. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, he unplugs the fucking uh, the machines, like the uh, the ventilator and all that stuff. The ventilator. Yeah, the ventilator. So he can plug in the vacuum cleaner. Um, but, you know, it was really hilarious when he started vacuuming. I was actually paying attention to the, the pattern in which he was vacuuming because I wanted to see if it would remain mm. consistent. Mm. It's funny that since I first saw this episode,
0: I became aware of the fact that it's a very common urban legend um, that that has happened. actually happened in the past where a custodian killed a patient because they were vacuuming um, on the ground because they, because they unplugged life support. That's never actually happened. Um, uh, But it is funny that that is a common urban legend um, that I've seen multiple places. Um,
1: And yeah. I'm going to say it has happened. I'm going to say it has. The the problem is,
0: I don't want to get The the problematic part of it is that the origin of it is almost certainly from. This is just. I don't even know why I brought it up because I knew. I was like, oh, as I was saying it i'm like oh i know where this is actually from i shouldn't bring this up but it's because it was from or basically in like the early 90s when south africa was re- was integrating it was always about like how a black janitor did that to a white patient like that's that's so it's it's uh... that's why it makes you feel icky because that's where it originally come from which is like of course because what doesn't come back to racism um I mean, half of Monk's half the jokes about Monk being particular are about racism. I realized we didn't talk last week, last episode, about how there was a uh, Monk gets up during a speed dating right when a black woman's about to sit across from him. So you know. Monk. Oh, that's right.
1: Monk. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh, but anyway. This time, Monk does not look like a racist. He looks, again, like a sexual deviant. Because what does the nurse mean?
1: <laughs> he's uh. well, I mean, to his credit, he's actually saving the man's uh, life, kind of, right? He's giving him, like, uh, the, what is it called?
0: Chest impressions.
1: Yeah, that. Um, but, like, obviously she sees him from behind, so it just looks like he's, like, getting off on him or something. I don't know. but Yeah, it's unclear, just based on where the
0: holes on a man are, how he's doing that, but... Is whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, so of course she catches him being a sexual deviant, like you said, and, uh, and <laughs> so stupid, and, and that's and that's that. I, I,
0: I, it's it's dumb that those jokes really work because those jokes are from a much dumber show. <laughs> it really is just like a completely different show.
1: No, you're right. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's all I can say.
0: So then, Monk uh, is going with Shorna, He's me- uh, going to Richard's place, Ricky's place. Excuse me. Um, and Sharona tells him that she's leaving on Friday to go back to New Jersey. Um, and Monk is beside himself, as you would he- as you would expect. Yeah. Like she's the reason he was able to leave his house after three years. Like, come on.
1: Right, and she's leaving, like knowing that like uh, Kroger ain't there either. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. leaving him in a tough spot.
0: And and like her thing is like, oh, my sister will check in on you. It's like he needs a full time nurse. You know that you're being irresponsible. Like, what what does this guy have? What is this Trevor guy? I mean, Trevor guy. He, he, she's you know clearly just needs uh, a father. Is picking. desperate for a fa- Yeah, she's like she's just desperate in a lot of different ways, and so I really can't blame her uh, too much. But um Ricky ends up showing up, and. Um, and uh, then what is it? He says that he was just visiting his girlfriend, and then he visited her sister. Real charmer. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh.
0: Yeah, it's like... It made me laugh in, the, in a, like, this is so absurd. Like, this is like... This is like you were the bad guy in an 80s, like, nerds movie. Like, that's really what it is like.
1: Well, not only that, because, like, right after he says it, he gives, like, a total douchebag laugh right after it, so it's just the icing yeah. on the cake. It's great. Um,
0: and so... They go into the uh, the apartment, um, and uh, they are asking some questions, and he ends up opening a package, which he says is for, like, the cigars he gets from a friend in Key West.
1: Yeah, but this is um, right after that... they tell him not to freaking open any packages.
0: Exactly. And Monk is like, because he's like, no one knows about these. And Monk's like, does your brother Brian know about them? And then he, like an ass, throws it up in the air, and Sharona catches it. And the motion act is it, motion activation is on,
1: right? So what, commercial. why didn't it like have blown up right then? Because
0: uh, it's a two step thing where the first step is when by opening it, um, you uh, it's it readies it, and then when it moves after being opened, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not a bomb expert. Um, I don't know.
1: I was just gonna uh, say, all right, just giving out all the tips.
0: I think that I think that. It, makes, it made sense to me because you have to think about how you have to make it hard enough for the bomb to be triggered that it won't blow up in route. So, like,
1: yeah, true. It, you have
0: to, you know, it, it can't be that easy to blow up. Um, and so, uh, um, Dev and Sawa's friend is on the phone with the bomb squad and they say um, they're talking Monk through it. And yep. basically it ends up that Monk has to cut... Uh, a wire that goes from the detonator to, what is it, like, the bomb itself or something like that? Whatever. And there's two wires there. And would you believe me when I say that
1: Monk can't decide which one to cut? Right, but, like, you know what? He stepped up to the plate, like, twice in this, uh, in this episode. He did.
0: He does end up he does end up defusing the bomb. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because he cuts both wires. Um, and, uh, that is, uh. Oh, and also, this is out of order. I forgot to mention this. Right before this package thing, Monk gets the clue that finally seals it for him that there is a piece of wallpaper. Right. That is hanging down in uh, Ricky's apartment. And Ricky says, don't bother. Wherever we stick it back up there, it falls back down in four weeks. Um, so that is uh, how Monk determines what happened. Yeah. Which, which leads me to. Uh-huh. Yeah, go, no, no, which no. leads me
1: to the question that I love asking How did he do it? All right. So he, so he being Brian Babbage, he is very much behind all this. So he's the guy. He, um, so he was trying to set up an alibi. So he figured you know he'd get himself arrested, but essentially he was building bombs and he he was trying to send them out to his sister, to himself, and to his brother. And the way he did it was basically he glued the package to the top of a mailbox so that. And and he used these ketchup bottles. Who knows how long this research took him to do? Um, he like you know was doing a stress test to see like how long it would keep uh, the bottles up there. So eventually, once he like finalized it, whatever he set it up, put the bombs in the in the mailboxes, then proceeded to you know uh, do the thing where he tried to get himself arrested because that's that want he, that's what he wanted his alibi to be that he got arrested and not mm-hmm. to be in a coma. So then eventually you know. He got into a coma, and four months later, I think is what the timeline was. Was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The, you know, the, the bomb packages fell into the rest of the mail and were delivered as scheduled from there and then on. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So, yeah. So that is uh, what happened. And
0: uh, Monk does this, of course, with the help of um, a postal worker named Kamol. Or Kam- I'm not 100% sure. I'm looking at IMDB. Kamil. Tamil, because it's credited as C A M O L E. But anyway, um, shout out to the uh, workers of the postal service. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, I don't need to tell so, you guys, yeah, yeah, uh, how bad things are getting. But they are the they are the they're the boys in blue we count on. Um, and I just love this guy. This guy he really steals the scene for me. Um, yeah, you know, just watch the. I don't want to explain how good it, he just is great. Um, And, uh, so then they end up, uh, in order to prove it, they end up going to, uh, Brian Babbage's, um, hospital, because, one thing we forgot to mention, which this is my big problem with the episode, is that apparently when Monk unplugged the ventilator, it, like, kick-started something or other, who the hell knows. Started neural, like,
1: activity in his brain. Yeah. Which, like, that just
0: feels so implausible and so convenient, um... Which, like, I get it that, like, the episode would be really anticlimactic if they figured out he did it, and he was in a coma, and it's like, well, what are you going to do, just move his hospital bed into a jail? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> um, maybe, sure. but, yeah, I mean, sure.
0: But, yeah, then they could. Um, but he ends up waking up, and they prove that it was him, because they his uh, maid brings his mail. And they basically recreate the package that was delivered to him that was a bomb. And he starts freaking out, like, oh my god, that's a bomb, get down, get down, get down. And, of course... How could he possibly know it was a bomb? He was in a coma. Yeah, because he's the one that sent them out. Bum, That's gotta be a real rude awakening. You wake up from a coma, and it's like you going to jail. Like, woof. Um,
1: yeah. But whatever. He's caught. Scumbag. You're out of yeah. here. See you later.
0: And speaking of scumbags who get told see you later, yep. Trevor comes in. The cab's outside, Shrona. Where's Benji? And... It turns out this, mo- this motherfucker
1: what, what's, what's he doing? What's he up to? What's his real angle? He basically, uh, she f- sees that the tickets are actually to Detroit Which is where his rich uncle lives And mm-hmm. essentially he was cutting off uh, Trevor un- Because you know he was a deadbeat gambler, degenerate, scumbag, mm-hmm. whatever uh, mm-hmm. And he basically wanted to bring Sharona along with him to show that, like you know, he's got his life together to get that, you know, uh, inherit whatever he's getting, some sort of allowance to, to turn the faucet back on. Yeah, turn the faucet back on, and uh, and yeah, and so she sees right through it. With mm-hmm. what pisses me off though is like obviously she tells him off, but she like still leaves the door open and to be like, yeah, if you ever want to be a real dad, come back, yeah, whatever. And I'm just like, come on, girl. Yeah, I mean, it is a good burn though, where
0: like I feel like. In this is I think this applies to real life as well as television and movies, but I'm only familiar with it in television and movies. If you are a deadbeat dad or like a dad who's getting kicked to the curb, you can't say that a son needs a father because you are just awuping it up for whoever you're speaking to to say something along the lines of, Well the way I would say it probably would be if I see one, I'll bring him in or like you're not one or whatever. You just like it's an easy law. Like it is like mm-hmm. you can I can hear Ralph Lawler in my mind saying, The law, the child You know, it's just it's so easy.
1: Mm. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I apologize. You know. I. I know you're a big Lakers guy, but um. It's okay. Your announcer doesn't have any fun catchphrases, so. Um. It's alright. Uh, Bringo. Um. So, then we get the ending scene where uh, Monk is outside Doctor Kroger's house. I think I. I imagine you enjoyed this because I feel like this is.
1: Yeah. No. It made me laugh. Yeah. Definitely made me laugh. So yeah, he's waiting outside. Doctor Kroger gets back. Or he's like driving past in the cab He sees Bunk mm-hmm. Bunking around outside his house And tells the cab mm-hmm. driver to just keep on driving
0: Yep uh, And then Schroner shows up And you know They reconvene and uh, they sit together Waiting for Dr. Kroger, and uh, the episode ends um, Yeah
1: I uh, what, what would you give this episode out of 10? Uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10 Strictly on like the whole ketchup bottle Sending mm-hmm. bomb thing Yeah
0: I gave it an 8.5 out of 10 which I don't think should surprise anyone just because I think that it's you know I, the mechanic stuff with fun mechanics is always I think stuff I weigh heavier than you like I think that just I think we have different preferences and stuff but mm-hmm. yeah I really like this episode a lot um, and yeah the ketchup is just like that is such an indelible memory like I don't think it's not hard for you to imagine me first seeing that this episode was like 9 that this is just, it's an image that stuck with me forever like it's just a really great uh, piece of writing and filmmaking yeah um which is not something you said like that. The filmmaking bit too. Like there's a shot specifically stuck in my head. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode a lot, um, and I think that it is uh, a real fun one. Um, and speaking of fun ones, Andre Barrera, we're gonna be able to follow you on Twitter. You can follow me at, at Andre Barrera. You can find such great tweets as "I'm hungry" and uh, "My stomach hurts." I think the two things. you My guts. Today. My guts. My guts. Um, you got that <laughs> sorted out, right? Your guts are good now? Yeah. I gutted it out. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, you can follow me at the Jake Christie. Follow this show at Strictly Munkin. Um, and, uh, please, you know, rate you subscribe to the show on whatever app that you're on. And if there's an app that you want us to be on that we're not on, let me know. Um, you can tweet at me at the show or at my own uh, Twitter. And, um, yeah, share the show with people. Um, and, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Just keep enjoying Monk. Um, I know I've been enjoying it. It's been the better part. Well, some of the best parts of my quarantine. I know you feel the same, Andre.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, Yeah. But above all that, join us next week as we talk about Mr. Monk meets the Playboy.
1: Uh, All right. Let's get monkey.